Hello, sports fans. Welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve. And Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates with some talk on local colleges, and we may have a rare look at Whitfield. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Hey, folks. Welcome back for another exciting episode of Bold Sports. We're here at episode 47. We're getting closer and closer to NFL kickoff, and we'll talk about that later. But so, Matt, how was your uh, sports week? Yeah, sports week. I was just thinking, like, when we used to start, like, when we started doing this show, it was sports weekend. Yeah, right. Because, like, you know, the NFL, college football, it's all on the weekend. Like, nowadays, you know, we've got baseball all week long, and we don't record until Thursday afternoon, apparently. Well, uh, at least (laughs) the two last weekends because of work schedules and life schedules, but... So my, my sports weekend... Um, was phenomenal. Uh, you know, great great soccer. Uh, the PGA Championship was exciting. Uh, Pirates, kind of a bummer, but at least they gave us stuff to talk about and fight about on Twitter, which is kind of like 75% of what being a Pirates fan is these days. <laughs> so, um, you know, I... The I, Pirates have still net, not yet earned my dollars. Not yet earned your dollars. Well, that's uh, it's too bad, because... <laughs> Because <laughs> they need those dollars to pay Chris Archer now, and not Shane Boz, ever. Well, yeah, because he was in that player to be named, exactly. named later. And it's crazy because, like, I swear to God, I saw somebody say, like, when the deal got made, like, oh, if Shane Boz is the player to be named later, that's okay. I can deal with that. And, um, you know, that was before Archer pitched. And then he's he's had three good starts for the team, but the team hasn't really gotten any measurably better in the standings well, as a result. Well, well, but no run and people support. are back off the training. He hasn't had run support. Well, I, I'm not blaming him for the losses. Like, he pitched well. Yeah, he hasn't had the run support. And people, all of a sudden, like, because, like, they didn't win, like, two more games than people feel they should have over the past two weeks, everybody's like, oh, they gave up too much. It's crazy. Being a Pirates fan is, like, an abusive relationship. <laughs> Being a Pirates fan is an abusive relationship. All right. I said like, you said is. Uh, we'll, let, we'll let the listeners decide which one of us is more accurate. Um, <laughs> but anyway. Chances so, are, I mean, yeah. I'm just saying, there's a, there's a lot of, like, goalpost moving. You know, people were like, oh, I just want to stay relevant till Memorial Day. Oh, I just want to make a wild card appearance. Oh, I just want to win a playoff series. Oh, I'll just be happy if they keep McCutcheon. You know, I'll just be happy if they get major league players for Cole. I mean, you know, we'll get to when cut. are people going to be happy with this team already? We'll get to Kutch later. Yeah, I know. He said some stuff. He did some stuff. It was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this past weekend, yeah, we had the, uh, let's see, I watched some baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we recorded last weekend, it was the morning before the first Steelers Preseason That's game. right. Yes, yes. We uh, that. Which uh, so we we had that to go on to again tonight. There's another Steelers preseason game there in Green Bay tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's awesome. They, I mean, for a preseason game, they look pretty good. That'd I mean, probably be 30, ideal. 31 to fourteen against the defending Super Bowl champs. Now, meanwhile, it was like North Allegheny playing North Hills. Yeah, I didn't even. But recognize, I did not even recognize the Eagles quarterback. No, they, they didn't start Foles or uh, or, or Wentz. Or Wentz, neither so one. So it's you know it wasn't Wentzylvania, it wasn't even 
Folston County, Pennsylvania. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I mean, okay. so <laughs> so we had that last week to watch. Uh, of course, we were we record during the beginning of the PGA Championship, which mm. was awesome, uh, and that came down to the end. I think I gave like a, a little Tiger update while we were recording. Yeah, yeah, we, Cause, yeah, cause, and um, yeah, he he actually got even closer to the lead than he was on Thursday. So he, he got real close. I kind of wanted to do another extra episode just so I could like break the news again, but then I realized that we were everyone's at work. watching it on TV, <laughs> and we were at work, and we're at work. Um, but and, that was and, that was really good, and I I really enjoyed watching it on Sunday. Um, I, you know me, like I don't get into golf like every week, like like some people. Uh, I watch the majors. But when I, even when I watch the majors, if it's like a close, you know, it's, it's close between like a couple guys who I don't really care or know about, you know, I just watch it and I like to see guys make good shots and I appreciate it, but I don't like yell. Yeah. <laughs> like I was yelling at the TV because of Tiger, you know? And again, it comes, it's like kind of like the Pirates thing. Like I don't have any like great vested interest in Tiger, like being back or not. It would be cool to see him win another major for it the first be. time in 10 years. It would be. But I'm also, like, bracing at the same time for, like, all of the takes. All all of the opinions and, like, having to hear about it. And since you have to hear about it anyway when he's close, like, let's just let him win. And just then we will have, like, slightly different content on all of my favorite sports podcasts. Well, including I, this one. Yes. I, I got to watch a lot of that while at work and so forth. And then on Sunday I was off. So here, here's here's what Steve did. I don't know if I was stupid or not. Is uh, I got done with work at three a.m. I got home, had a couple beers, realized it was quarter after four. But I also had to be up and at my buddy's house at seven twenty to Whoa. leave for an eight thirty-five tea time. Oh shoot! <laughs> see, that's why you never see me like play golf in the morning. Well, I mean, these guys are like weekend players because they yeah. don't have schedules like we do, where we can just go out at like noon on a Tuesday, right? Um. You know, so they play on Sundays, so I'm like, all right, and uh, so we went out and um, played out at Oak Lake, out the uh, New Ken Plum Upper Borough area. Oh, wow. Wasn't a bad course. Um, a couple really tough holes, like, who the fuck designed this shit holes? <laughs> and then um, some pretty decent, I mean, I played decent, I shot 87, I'm okay with that for a course I've never played before. Um, so, yeah. I beat the two guys I was playing with. So. Good. Well, that's, that's one good. I knew I was going to beat. The other one was, it could have went either way. So you, you, you worked a little, you watched some sports, you played some sports. And I watched some more sports whenever I got home and then went to a restaurant opening. So, nice. Yeah, yeah good times. I ran the breeze. How'd that go for you? What was your time? Um, I don't have official. Uh, it was like 24 and like a few seconds. You know, you're coming through the chute and it's like... Uh, the last, like, 50 feet of the course is, like, mud and grass. So everybody's, like, you know, and they're, and they're like, calling out to people, like, it's slippery, you be careful. So I wasn't so much looking at the, the clock as I was, like, watching my footing, making sure I get across the line. And it was, it was like, 24 and change. Like, 24-10, we'll call it. Which was decent for me. I mean, I don't, I don't run fast. I like. I mean, you've done a twenty-four ten before. That was just twenty-four beers in ten hours. But yeah, I mean, but I mean that's different. You know? <laughs> I trained for that. Yeah, right. I, I, I just kind of woke up and I was like, if I have time to run the breeze with all my other obligations, I'll do it. I'll do it. You know, and I was literally like the last registrant. 
There you go. Like, I, I had some lady, like, slapping me on the back, like, pointing me in the right direction to the, the to the starting line. You know, I felt like I was in some movie. You gotta you know? go! You gotta, gotta go! go. <laughs> Only you can save the rec center from the developers! You gotta go! So, um, on your Sunday extravaganza, did you get a chance to watch any of the Riverhounds game? Missed it. Missed it. I, My I, dad doesn't have ESPN Plus at his joint, you know? Don't you have it on your phone? I do, but I was, I was playing hide-and-seek with the nephews... And, uh, you, you can know, never turn away a good game of hide and seek. I mean, like, scoring, like, beating those kids at hide and seek is, like, almost harder than scoring on the Riverhounds. Because they're just so cute. You know? They don't even hide that good. They don't even hide that good. But, like, you know, you, you just, you don't even want to, well, first of all, like, I'm too old. <laughs> I can't keep up anymore. <laughs> but then they're already smart enough to, like, start changing the rules. Oh! You know, adding twists. You know, like, you, you gotta, like, hit the person on the shoulder with a stick. You know? I told my sister, like, you, you can't wait until these kids are big enough to come up with twists. Like, you gotta hop over a fence into, like, the sketchy neighbor's yard. That's where the base is. Like, we used to come up with so many twists to make hide-and-seek more dangerous. Like, seriously, like, I, I watch, like, Ultimate Frisbee on TV sometimes, and I'm like, why don't we have, like, like extreme hide-and-seek? Extreme. I'd watch that. Well, but the Riverhounds did play Sunday. Uh, they had a good win over the Bethlehem Steel, two to one, uh, with both goals from Nico Brett at 35 minutes and 79 minutes. Uh, there was a goal, a goal scored by uh, the Steel uh, in between those two goals. Uh, the Hounds dominated the stack card uh, the whole game. The Hounds are back home this Saturday night at Highmark Stadium with a 7 p.m. kickoff uh, versus the Charlotte Independents. Now, when I mean they dominated the stat card, uh, let's see. Hounds had 19 shots, 7 targets, 54% possession, 465 passes, 74% pass accuracy, 13 fouls, 2 yellow cards, 0 red cards, 1 offside call, and 5 corners. That is compared to 4 shots, 2 shots on target, 46% possession, 405 passes, 70% accuracy, 21 fouls, 3 yellow cards, 0 red cards, 0 offside calls, and 2 corners. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, they are, uh, you know, like I said, having a great year. And, you know, it's time to start thinking about playoffs. I mean, really. Well, as of right now, they're going to make the playoffs. I yeah. mean, they got 22 matches played with 12 wins, 7 um, decisions. Draws. Draws, sorry. Seven draws, three losses, uh, 43 points total. They're five points behind the leader, but in point total, they are um, tied with Charleston Battery, but the Charleston Battery has 24 matches where the Riverhounds only have 22. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, they're, and they still have 11 goals against, which is the lowest in the USL. The next team next to them is at 16, and then it jumps up into the 20s after that. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's you know it's phenomenal. It's it's a good team. You know they they kind of they took some shots at the Pirates at the start of the season. You know because they're like, yeah, we're we're the team that added pieces and we're we're going for it. And they kind of are. They are. They, they, they weren't kidding, were they? <laughs> so that's that's good. Not one bit at all. They're not kidding. You know, it's it's still like, you know, it'll be here before you know it. Like. The thing about playoff soccer in the U.S. is it almost gets, well, not almost, it totally, you know, is second fiddle to college and 
Now, when you do playoffs, is it is it one and done, or is it like a round robin where you play out of your group and then you? No, I, I think they would. I think it's like home and home with aggregate scoring. Okay. In the USL, like I know that's how MLS does it. Um, you know they'll they'll play. I mean, the, the final is just one game. Yeah, uh, obviously the final would be just one game. I, I wouldn't see them doing a uh, yeah. home and home series for anything. Yeah, and I know in MLS, like the um, the team with the better record hosts. So they, they you could you could like you know have home field advantage for the MLS Cup final, but um, I'm not sure how USL is doing it. I I, wanna, I I think I heard something about Nashville this year being being the championship because like Nashville's new to the league and they you know they they got a lot of support. So that that might be what I heard. But um, yeah, like once the playoffs start, it'll be like you know home and home aggregate scoring, um, and yeah, like we got that to look forward to. That is good. Also, what we had to look forward to, which Matt and I touched on this past weekend, was the 100th PGA Championship uh, with Brooks Kepka taking the win by two strokes, holding off a charging Tiger Woods the following or the, the previous two and a half days uh, at Bell Reef, which is outside of St. Louis. Uh, this was the highest rated PGA Championship in years because this is the, the, the less watched of the four majors. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was also, but it was the second highest rated major this season outside the Masters. Cool. I think the Masters takes every year is like the highest rated watched PGA uh, well, major event. I mean, they start they start advertising the Masters on Christmas, the, Christmas, you know, <laughs> and um, you don't you don't see that for the PGA Championship. No, I mean, I mean, you don't even really see that. Well, for this the is the US last Open. year of the PGA Championships in August. Next right. year it moves to May. I'm, which so now you're gonna have the the Masters in in April, PGA Championship in May, U.S. Open in June, and the Open Championship in July. Yeah. So I guess, I mean, I I don't guess. Like you're telling me that's what's happening. That's that's what I've happening. heard that from other sources as well. But yeah. Like, right. I don't know. Uh, like like I said last week, you know, part of it is to clear up the calendar for, like, FedEx Cup stuff in August and September. There's only five tournaments left. I don't really care about the FedEx Cup, like... There's only five tournaments left, and the FedEx Cup takes place during those five right. tournaments. Right, and it's like it's like NASCAR, like, you know, where you, like, you just, like, play the tournaments like normal, and then mm-hmm. you accumulate points yep. toward a championship. Like, I'd, I'd rather watch, like, the four major winners... Or in a case like this year where someone has won two majors, like pick like the runner up from like one of those two and just have the four of them like go off together in carts <laughs> and freaking play like a scramble or something to determine who's the best. You know, like the points, like I don't get, I barely understand like match play scoring. Hell, I, I swing the club so many times that like even stroke play gets a little mind boggling when I do it sometimes. Okay? But like I don't have the first damn clue how to tabulate FedEx points in my head. So You're it's right. really not it's any It's a mathematical situation and equation that you and I do not have the, the mental capability to handle. They don't have a scorecard big enough. Yeah, right? I mean, sometimes I feel when I play golf, I don't have a scorecard big exactly. enough to tabulate exactly. my yeah. my strokes and so forth. Trust me, I, I had a hole on Sunday where I, I made a birdie on a par five. It was great. I made a awesome. three on a five. My next hole, I had a double bogue, so I gave yeah. my shit right back. Like <laughs> You were going to give it back anyway. I was going to give it back anyway. It was just a matter of when. Uh, but I didn't have to do it on the very next hole. I'm a very I'm a very generous golfer. All I do is give. <laughs> so, like, if you get a chance to take something back, like, you know, just take it. Uh, 
But Tiger, he he uh, was at that was Saturday, day three. They finished round two the morning of Saturday because of weather. Mm. Uh, but Tiger started off with six birdies. Six birdies on the front nine, day three. And then he pars the back nine to go minus six for the round. Um, and then day four, he birdied out. And he ended up, he was in sole possession of seconds. It wasn't tied with anybody. Sole possession of second. Loses by two strokes. Tiger was in the clubhouse as Kepka was in. So he just had, there's nothing he could have done at that point other than for Kepka to have a meltdown and to mess up. Yeah. So he's just watching to see if it's going to end up being tied. He wins or loses. Yeah. Um, Which, I mean, it happens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I've, we've all seen, you know, meltdowns. Oh, that are Jordan Spieth, hole monumental. 12. Yeah, Jordan Spieth. Uh, Greg Norman was a famous Greg one. Greg Norman was that. a famous one. It's like Jordan Spieth has sort of become like the, the new generation reference for like well, yeah. us, us 90s guys. Like we, we're like, oh, Greg Norman. Like, Greg Norman. Synonymous yeah. with choke. And, yes. you know, it's. Did he even win a major? I don't even think he did. I have no idea. You know, I mean, you. I, I mean, look at how many times Phil Mickelson has finished second U.S. Open. Yeah. The thing about Greg Norman is he was such a like colorful, likable guy, you know. And he's he's got his hats and his you know he's you know he's, he's got good. his winery, he's got his Wagyu beef farm. Yeah, and, the, you know. the Aussie golfer, you know, a little different. You know, when you hear him talk, it's like, oh, who's that guy? Because he's got the accent. You know, I don't know if he ever won any majors. I just I just know that he was a big deal. He was a big deal. And the he most famous the thing he ever did was choke. And 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 if you see him this day, he's still cut and ripped yeah. and works out. It's ridiculous. Well, how about Kepka, man? Oh yeah, that dude. Like you get, you just looked at his like the way he was just crushing his drives, and then just like confidently going forward. Like you look at like you knew that guy wasn't gonna lose. Like you just had a, I had a feeling. No, like, obviously. I was, like I said, I still wanted to see Tiger do well. And whenever Tiger would put himself in a bad predicament, he'd get himself back out of it. And it was it was a sight to behold. Tiger's issue is is he doesn't have the long ball like a lot of these guys mm. do. Tiger's forty three or forty two. Well, Tiger broke his freaking spine. Well, he's broke his back ball, like three now, times. And now he's, he's had three knee surgeries yeah. and everything else. I watched Tiger win a U.S. Open on a fucking torn ACL. Mm. I mean, you know, at Torrey Pines against Rock Rocket Media, I think it was, mm. and. um you know, but Tiger's good for the game of golf because everybody was into it. Watch it. Is this guy going to come back? Is he going to win this major? Is he going to – that's why the ratings were so high. Oh, Tiger's up there. Tiger's up there. It's like, is he going to come back? Is he going to overcome everything he's had between things in his personal life to the back surgeries and the knee surgeries and being out of golf for almost three years? Yeah. You know, uh, he's good for the game. I don't care how old he gets. I mean, him and Mickelson are – you know, Mickelson's slightly older than Tiger. Yeah. Um, not by much. You gonna watch that Thanksgiving thing they're doing? Oh, the Tiger Mickelson Challenge. <laughs> Is that what they're calling it? I don't. I I don't know if that's the official name for it, but that's what I'm giving it. Like, we're they gonna play around together? <laughs> you know, they really need to make it into a video game. It'd be like Jordan versus Bird. Jordan versus golf, Bird. and yeah. like way better graphics. But like yeah, like imagine a golf game where like you can only be either Tiger Woods or Phil Mickelson. Sign me up. <laughs> uh, also, uh, this week the PGA heads to Sedgefield Country Club in Greensboro, North Carolina, uh, is hosting the Wyndham Championship. Now we have two. Uh, I have news on that instantly. 
uh, right here. So for in the Wyndham Championship, Brent Snedeker, cards of 59 in the first round. He becomes Ooh. the 10th golfer in PGA Tour history to score below a 60. Uh, mm -hmm. We know um, Jim Furyk last year, card of the 58. Mm -hmm. um, so there's that. So that's, got good. The, that's good going on. If I shot a 59 in Greensboro, I would treat myself to some delicious Bojangles. Right? Because Bojangles is amazing. Also, this just came through that Tiger Woods' caddy attempted to pay off a heckler to leave the final round of the WGC Bridgestone Invitational. Now, I don't think he can get in any trouble for that. You know, being like, yo, buddy, here's 100 bucks. Here's the time to golf ball. Get the fuck out. I, I don't know. I, I I'm, in, I'm in favor of that. I haven't read the article. It's sitting here on my ESPN hotline. It came through on the phone. Well, my extremely uninformed take is that it is better to let the market dictate who gets to be an asshole at golf. As opposed to just using, like, the jackbooted state, you know, to come and, like, drag you out for being a jerk. Like, uh, was that Thomas? Who had the guy, Justin Thomas? Rory McIlroy. No, Rory McIlroy does it all the time. But some, there was an American. Yeah, was, I think it was Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas. So that's, you know, that's like totalitarianism, man. Like, paying somebody to leave, like, that's good old capitalism, baby. Well, I mean, it's like, you know, it's like me at work. You know, there's things I don't like to do at work, like roll silverware. But you know what? I'm sure somebody will do it for 10 bucks. You know, so. you know, I learned, I learned a lot of my, a uh, lot of my understanding of our society came from pro wrestling that I watched growing up. Mm. Specifically, the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. <laughs> Every man has his price, Steve. Every man has his price. You are correct. Uh, also, a gold tiger is in talks to be on the Ryder Cup team and not to have a dual role as a coach and um, obviously not captain, but coach um, on, well, a, on the Ryder Cup. He, there's talks to him playing in the okay. Ryder Cup, which would be the first time in several years at this point. Uh, the Ryder Cup is, though, this year held in France, September 28th to 30th. I did not write down the courses because I could not pronounce them. Uh, uh, I will work on my French again. I haven't taken French since high school. Um, Le Palais du Golf. That's where it is. <laughs> is it? I have no freaking clue. It could be. <laughs> it could be. It's Le Pas something. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I, I, I'm pretty good at mangling French, but I, I live with someone who took French in high school, so. I took French in high school and forgot all of it, yeah. other than the French wine I deal with. French uh, wine's different. I could help you with, like, a German course. <laughs> so there's a few funny things that happened this week in uh, the wonderful world of sports. Um, Do tell. So the Cleveland Browns. Oh, God. Um, the Cleveland Browns uh, have a partnership with Bud Light. Mm. Uh, dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. That um, there they are... They can't use that. That's our audible. There's... Yeah, right? There's se There are several... Bud Light vending machines that are placed in local Cleveland bars um, that are locked. Okay, they're at bars. I thought they were at the stadium. No, 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 no. They're, they're at bars. They're not in the stadium. There, there might be one in the stadium. Who, Who has knows? the key? No one. No one has the key. Well, then how do they get the beers out? The Browns have to win a regular season game, and they automatically get unlocked from a office somewhere. And the beer machines unlock, and it's free Bud Light. What if you need to move the right. machine to like fix your smoke eater? Well, <laughs> I mean, this is Cleveland we're talking about. Oh, they probably can't smoke inside in Ohio. No, no, actually, no, they're not. Yeah, Ohio, <laughs> Ohio has a whole state law. All about these that. progressive Midwestern states, right? They're smoking. Uh, Ohio rooms. actually has a whole state law that's no smoking anywhere in the state. It's not a, like a, if you don't serve any food or so, or percentage of your business isn't food, you can still smoke. Um, 
like Pennsylvania is. The last great compromise. The, the, right? The last great compromise. Right? Before uh, our whole system of so, government topples. So the Cleveland, so so Bud Light has, they, I, they said at least 10 bars in Cleveland uh, have these vending machines. Have you seen the pictures of them? They I saw look, a picture. They, they look like the, the, the claw machines that they've turned into beer machines, but they, the, the, the door will open. The, the, if the, when the Browns win and the clock hits zero and the Browns win, there's a button that's pushed from some central office somewhere that all these machines will just pop open and everybody can go in and grab free beer. Free, that's chaos. Free Bud Light. That's that's chaos. I wouldn't want one in my establishment. I, um, I it would be a good marketing. You can how many? T- okay, if you had one in your bar, think about this. How many people are going to come in on Sunday to watch the Browns game? Because any event they win, there's going to be all this free beer not a drink. Now, they're going to spend money the whole time they're in there drinking beer. Yeah. Now, the, now the aftermath is what you worry about because everybody's already banged up from 15 beers during the game. So the door just flies open? And, and then the door just go... pops open and yeah, you can run over problem. the machine and grab all the beers out of there and like, drink beers. Like, some bars have their beer coolers, like, in common areas where anybody can get to them. You know? Well, like if I had if I had an establishment where I could put the cooler behind the bar, and then I could just like start passing out free beers to people down the bar, I mean that's one thing. But like I don't want you know a stampede in my establishment. Right. That that. And, and also the other thing is like I don't want it in my workspace. Okay. Like it makes me sad. Okay. It's all these things that make me sad. Okay. The Browns make me sad. Bud Light makes me, makes sad. me sad. Seeing beer in chains makes me sad. You know, like, why would I, like, bring that negativity into my workplace? Well, it's it's either a good marketing ploy or it's going to be a, a bad day in bedrock when the Browns do win and there's melee in bars in Cleveland for those machines. It's Bud Light. I know, but there's people. Is, is Bud Light, do you think people are going to be like, hey, I used to not like Bud Light, but now I'm loyal to Bud Light because. Uh, I'm not one of those people and I will never be loyal to Anheuser-Busch. Yeah, um, there you go. But. Uh, you know what? Here's the deal. If I showed up at your house and said, Steve, you can have all the beer you want in the fridge, all I have is Bud Light. I'm going to run down and grab, grab a six-pack. If you, if I gave your house and said, Steve, you have any beer you want, and all I have is Miller Light, eh, I'll drink it. I've had Bud Light within the last two months. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not like... I have not. I'm not saying I'm pure here, but it's just, it's not my favorite. Um, yeah, it's... If, if like, a better brand, like, like some, like, small micro thing came up Great with that... If Great Lakes did it. would have been awesome. If Great Lakes would have done it. Or Fatheads. I, I'd be... If I was a Browns fan, I'd be pissed. Like, go, you know, make your stupid dilly-dilly ads. And, like, leave my football team out of this. I mean, you if, know, if Great Lakes enough... would have came and said, hey, you know, if they would have brewed a beer that would have been, like, you know, named it, like, the Browns Street... Browns losing streaks over beer. Browns ale. Browns ale or whatever. I mean, they, they're burning river brew, for God's sakes, to yeah. pay homage to the river that caught fire due to pollution. Yeah, which is worse than a football thing. I mean, yeah. That's, I mean, that's serious business. So, I mean, it, it, so there's going to be melees and bars in Cleveland coming up. I don't know if there's any in the stadium. Chances are... Probably not. Probably not, just because of... Well, they do last call at, like, the fourth quarter. Yeah, they do so last they call at the fourth quarter. That wouldn't be able to swing that... Uh, so, yeah, they said there's at least 10 establishments in, in the Cleveland area that have these the beer vending machines in them that whenever the clock strikes zero and the Browns actually win a regular season game, the doors will open and free beer for all until it's gone. Nice. Keep in mind, this is the same city that did a 10-cent beer night 
mm. at an Indians game. Yeah. And that was the mid-80s? Yeah. That, because the team was so bad, they couldn't get anybody to come out and watch it, hence what inspired the movie Major League. Ten-cent beer. That's, um, I mean, that even was, by 80s prices, that's probably pretty damn good. Yeah. It is. And there was a lot of issues at Municipal Stadium with that. Yeah, I, I seem to recall that. I, I, not being um, uh, such a peaceful I, affair. The last time I saw anything on that was whenever um, ESPN 30 for 30 did the Believeland yeah. uh, bit when they talked about it. Um, I just don't see it as a good idea. Nah. Well, I mean, like you said, it's only 10 bars, and it's it's not a stadium, so at least you won't have, like, the mass As a bartender, effect. that's going to suck, because... Oh, people it, it, aren't going to tip on those free beers. People aren't tipping on the free beers, uh, for one thing... You got hey, if but, you're in Cleveland but, and you're but how hard to is it? Some but how hard is it to go somebody that's obviously over served? Mm. I mean, come on. We know we go to local bars here in Pittsburgh, and certain local bars will let you drink until like, can you still walk home? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. All right, here's your last beer mm-hmm. for the night, and then you're done. Okay. Yeah, but if you're shut you off, know, and then the bartender, and you're you're so drunk that you've been shut off already, and then the bartender tells you that like you don't get your like free Browns beer to which you are entitled. That's gonna... Yeah, I mean... People, yeah, people are gonna get pissed. And it's... Not, not rightfully so. They're gonna be drunk idiots, but they're gonna be pissed. Right. It's gonna happen. I, but I, you know I, what? I, I guess I guess what we're saying is it's gonna happen. If it's not that, it's something else. Am I right? What do you... Oh, yeah. If it's if it's not... I mean, there's if, if, the, if the hammered person isn't mad about the free beer not being available, then they're gonna be mad about being shut off or yeah, yeah. having to leave or about, you know... Someone doesn't want to bum them a cigarette. Yeah, there's... You know. There's always something. Yep. All right, folks. We're going to go ahead and take a break right now, and then we're going to come back and talk about some more fun things, uh, mostly involving baseball. And then... Um, so much fun right now. Right? Not not sarcasm at all. I'm, I'm serious, man. But uh, we have a few bits from our friends up in Beachview at Sorgatron Media Studios. We'll be right back after a few moments. Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks, we're back. So, Matt, what have you um, watched baseball-wise? I know you've probably done a lot of games this week. Um, Pirates game against the Twins, the first game against Minnesota. So you got to see the winner. Yeah. Um, Not see it, but call it. Sure, yeah. And then there was a Texas, Texas Rangers game. On Monday against Arizona, um, Texas won. You know, which hey, say what you want about interleague play, but isn't it nice to have games where you can just like root for one team when you're scoreboard watching? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, there's no like, well, like we don't want the Cubs to get too far ahead of us in the division, but we want Arizona to go further down the, the list in the wild card. Like when the Diamondbacks are playing an American League team, you just root for the American League team. And so Monday night I got my wish in Texas, you know, they, they took care of um, Arizona. But, you know, we talked about how the Pirates needed to take three out of four from San Francisco. They took two out of two. They took two out of four. Two out of four. They took, yeah, that's very optimistic. They took the two games that they were, like, preordained to win. Right. And the two games that they were destined to lose because of Pirate bullshit and, like, whatever the hell they were doing with their pitching, um... Yeah, like that, you know, they, they lost the two games that they were supposed to lose. 
I mean, I guess if you're a fatalist about it, like, that's how it, it shakes out. But my... I was just very disappointed that they didn't do better in San Francisco. So, how about this? Um, Red Sox. On fire. 50 games above 500. It's It sounds like a fake number. 86 and 36, yeah. and that leaves them 40 games left to play. Mm. They're going to get... 40 games. So even if they only win half, which is 20, mm-hmm. they're still going to be at 106 wins. Yeah. I believe they'll probably win 15. Or no, sorry. They'll probably win 27 of the remaining 40. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, then they'll, and then they'll get in a five-game series against, like, some team with, like, two... Incredibly. Well, the pitchers. Yankees. They'll, they'll, they'll get in a series against Houston, and they'll and they'll get like Verlander and Cole. Ver, Verlander. And they'll take like one yeah. game, and they'll and they'll be out. So now the Yankees. I mean, I'm not rooting for that, but I'm just saying. Neither like, am I. Now it the, doesn't matter how many games over 500 you are. Like the best you do is win your division. Well, and the, then you've got to play one of the wild card games. Well, well, the Yankees. The Yankees are 10 games back. They're 75 and 45, so they're 30 games ahead of 500. Oh, yeah, there's a chance that they could play each other, and the Yankees and Red Sox could play each other in the playoffs. In the first round. And, Yan- and Yankees fans are There's not, a chance they could play in the first round. Yan- Yankees fans are not really feeling it right now. You know, remember Pedro Martinez back in the day, like, just call the Yankees my daddy? Yep. Well, they uh, they they have, what's, what's that called? Emancipated themselves. Right. <laughs> so, the Indians... Uh, the Indians are leading the AL Central by 12 and a half games. They're 69 and 51. Um, I don't see a uh, I don't see a wild card. The second wild card coming out of the AL Central. I see the second wild card uh, coming out of uh, the AL West. The Astros are ahead in that 74 uh, 47. They're two games ahead of the Oakland A's. So you're going to have the Yankees, and it looks like the A's. In the wild card, what Seattle did they just drop? Seattle's four and a half games back. Okay. Seattle's a bummer because like their best player, you know, once he serves his suspension, he's one of their best. Cano, Robinson he can't Cano. he can't play in the playoffs because he got a PED yeah. violation. So that that puts a big damper on their season. Like to, to even like fight for a wild card only to get to one game and yeah, so you know, not not have your you know, I mean, it's pretty it's a pretty stiff punishment. Um, and like the Pirates wouldn't have had Marte last year in the event in the event that they, you know, made the wild card. But guess what? Didn't happen. Well, how about uh, in the National League? You got the Braves. They're two games ahead in the NL East. They're sixty-eight and fifty-one. They're over top of the Phillies, sixty-six and fifty-three. That's a surprise, being mm-hmm. the fact that the Phillies only won fifty-three games last year. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, um, I watched a little bit of the Red Sox Phillies game last night. Um, I believe Philly. Philly, they had like a big inning as soon as I flipped it on, um, and Betts came up to bat with the bases loaded, and I think he only, I think he only knocked in like a run. I was, I mean, like I know Betts is having a great year. I haven't watched much Red Sox, but um, you know, it was an opportunity for like a big like game time grand slam. It didn't happen, so that was kind of a bummer. And then I switched to the um, Angels and Padres game, and the Angels aren't really in it either. Well. And then you look into the NL Central. Cubs, who come in starting tonight for four games uh, against the Buccos. They're 69-50. and 50. 
They're three games ahead of the Brewers, who um, the Pirates go on the road to next Thursday. See how, like, inbred this is all starting to get? Like, um, the Brewers are rooting for us. If, if we sweep the Cubs and the Brewers stay above water, then the Brewers will be in first place, and then we get to go play the first place team again. Yeah, and then you got the Cardinals right behind the Brewers at four games back, and the Buccos are sitting at nine games back, 61-60, and 60, one game over five. Nine back in the division. Nine back in the division. So even if they sweep the Cubs, they're still five back. Right. Uh, the Cubs. So, I mean, even to See get... See how bad it is to even, get off to a bad start, Even fellas? to get the second wild card spot. I mean, that's that's hard. How many games back are they? Because I haven't looked since they started uh, sucking again. I don't even... I and don't I, by sucking play. again, I mean not winning 11 in a row. So... But your NL West, you have the the NL West is very competitive. Where you have the Diamondbacks are a game and a half ahead at sixty six and fifty five. The Rockies are sixty four and fifty six. Dodgers are a game and a half back at sixty five and fifty seven. Giants they're even five hundred right now, five and a half back, and then the Padres are nineteen games back. There's no hope for them. Oh, um, so sad. I mean, at least they're in San Diego. But yeah, I mean it's kind of ridiculous like you said where you know where it gets into incestuous mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it's like the cubs are the pirates dad but like the pirates could become the cubs dad and then like the brewers become everyone else's dad and then the pirates get to go like kill their dad like oedipus in milwaukee <laughs> it's like oedipus but it's in wisconsin come on yeah so um baseball it's crazy um you've got you know wild card races like they're really very few teams in the NL that are, like, straight up just out of it. Um, aside from, like, the standings, there's so many, like, storylines going on right now. Um, Zobrist got thrown out of the Cubs game, like, last night or, or the night before. Mad- yeah, it was two nights ago. Zobrist got thrown out for arguing strikes. Mm-hmm. Um, Madden, uh, Madden, first Madden got thrown out for, like, running out to defend his player to keep his player from getting pulled, which is what a manager does. And it's one of the only reasons for a manager to even get tossed anymore now that we have replay. Um, you're not allowed to argue balls and strikes, period. So if your player is... You never start- have and you never will be. No, but I mean, like, you can't even argue other calls that are re- reviewable. But because balls and strikes aren't reviewable, like, yeah, like, if your player's about to say something to the ump, like, he's liable to get tossed. So as the manager, like, you need to go out there and you need to take that bullet. Um, but then Zobrist still had issues even after all that, so he, you know... He tried to have a conversation after the inning was over when he was in the on-deck circle, and the umpire said, you know, I've heard enough, and he tossed him. And apparently what he told the umpire was, this is why we want electronic strike zones. Which, all this was, like, breaking in real time, like, while the Pirates game was on, because the Pirates were an hour behind the Cubs that night. So you've got, like, Bob Walk and Greg Brown, like, quoting Ben Zobrist and then talking for, like, three innings about how, like, the batters don't really want electronic strike zones because they'll somehow be just as bad as the umpires. Meanwhile, Joe West is, like, doing pretty much the same thing that whoever the umpire... It was Cuzzy in, in the Chicago game. Like, Joe West is doing the same thing with balls and strikes. And, like, I, I couldn't believe that, like, there's this broadcast where they're, like, saying, like, well, that's not a strike, and that's not a strike, and that's not a strike, but here's something we can do to fix it, but we're not going to do it. And, like, Pirates fans are, like, brainwashed by this shit. Well, each umpire has their own strike zone. My mom umpired for years in Little League and 
minor league and Colt League and Pony League. Yeah. I umpired for years. Um, it, it You have your own strike zone. You have your standard strike zone, knees to letters, across the plate, you know, and so forth. And, and it's... And each umpire lengthens or widens or narrows. Some umpires give the black on the plate. Some umpires don't. Where you know, have to cross the white part of the plate. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I always called strikes slightly about a ball or a ball and a half below the knee. Um, I wouldn't give the high ones. You know, I wouldn't give the letters. I'd or I'd give like right below the letters. I lowered my strike zone a little bit. I mean, it's easier to go down on a ball than to come up on a ball. Um, but you know, with all the technology out there, they they tried the whole thing in the minor leagues for the electronic strike zone. They still had an umpire behind the plate because they had to make a call safer yeah, out. Safer but out. You know, they had a you know, and they let a computer call balls and strikes, and it was what it was. <laughs> well, it was I mean, a trial and error. I heard nothing about it after about a week and a half. Well, part of that's because it's minor league baseball. Um, you know, like, they try out all kinds of things in the minors. And unless you're really, like, hardcore baseball fan, like, you might not even know about it because, you know, we're following the major leagues up here and we've got major league rules. And, you know, we've been told our whole... I know what the strike zone is. You know, I've, I've been told my whole life. It's the letters to the knees. Like, where the frick are the letters? I mean, it, literally, like, you're going to let, like, the fashion choices of, like, the people who design the uniforms determine the strike zone? You know, like, the letters. Like, well, I mean, what the hell? Like, what if a team wants to put the letters, like, like up where, like, you get, like, a freaking, like, sternum tattoo? That's actually a badass idea. That's something a minor league team would do, actually. <laughs> well, well, here you go for the Buccos. Here's their chances right now. Uh, in the NL, you have Atlanta, Chicago, and Arizona leading the division. Philadelphia, Milwaukee are the two wild card spots. Uh, then you have St. Louis, Colorado, the Dodgers, and the Pirates, with St. Louis being one game out, Colorado being 2.5, L.A. being 2.5, and the Pirates sitting back at 6, but San Francisco is right behind them at 6.5. Jeez. So, yeah, it's, it's put it, up or shut up time once again. It is put up or shut up. You need to go on a run right now, and you're playing your division. Why not? You can make up ground in the division and the wild card in the next 10 days. Four of them starting tonight. Can we talk about the pitching rotation? Um, that it seems like Chris Archer pitched every other day since we acquired him? Uh, <laughs> no, like, <laughs> Friday when they started Holmes. Yeah, that guy's an extra day of rest. So you're going to give a game away by starting a guy who's never started before in major leagues, bring him up out of the minors to throw that one game to, to get a rotation back in order? Mm-hmm. is essentially what it was done for, and give the guys an extra day of rest. That's ridiculous. Uh, you're throwing away a game, a, a game that you need. Their playoffs started, like, if not before the trading deadline. Their playoffs like, started the All-Star break. What are you talking yeah, about? Okay, so so they, <laughs> so they their playoffs basically started, have already started. They're already in, like, you've got to win just about every game. You know, certainly every game you can, you've got to put your best team on the field. And... I mean, it's just like, what, like, give guys an extra day of rest because they had to pitch in Colorado? Like, people overhype this this Colorado stuff, man. You know, like, in the old days, when you didn't have, like, Twitter and Sports Talk and ESPN and all these shows, like, do you think people talked all the time about the, 
the the altitude. I mean, I I just think it's like overrated. Like yeah, sure. Like you know, you got sickle cell. Like by all means, don't go play. You know, in the high altitude. But we're talking about like throwing a baseball. Like they don't even like get their cardio that worked up. You know, and it's baseball players. Like I know they didn't have a major league team in in Denver, like all that long ago, you know, but they had a minor league team, and I'm sure minor league players drank beer. Yes. And you know what beer does to you at altitude? It fucks you it up. fucks you up. <laughs> fucks you up. I don't know of any, like, AAA, like, minor leaguers who, like, you know, gave themselves alcohol poisoning by accident because they can't handle the altitude. So why should I assume that, like, the ones who were actually, like, top-notch professional athletes can't handle the altitude? Did Rick Rushell ever pitch in Denver? Did Bartolo Colon get an extra day of rest after pitching in Denver? Any time north of 40. Does anybody... I don't know the I don't, answer to I that. don't think Bartolo Colon ever got it. That's the extra. analytics I want to know. Yeah. I, How I, much rest does Bartolo frickin' Colon get after he pitches at altitude? Or does he not? I don't, I don't think he does. I don't think Bartolo Colon gets a lot of rest in general. Oh, well, there, I mean, no rest for the sexy. I mean, come on. I mean, the dude's 105. He's uh, 45. <laughs> it's In baseball terms, he's 105. But he's 45, he's pitching, he's still got good stuff. He's, and yeah. he hits a, probably one home run a year. Mm-hmm. I mean... He uh, hit a home run once. Everybody loved it. But it's not like he hits home runs once a year. But I don't know what his stats are. I, I don't know. Like, I he hit one play. home run. That's why it was so dramatic. Because, like... He doesn't hit him. So when Bumgarner hits a home run, everyone's like, "Up oh, there goes Bumgarner again." Bumgarner though wanted to be in the home run derby. I know. <laughs> oh no, you'll fuck up your swing. It's like, dude, he doesn't get paid to hit. He's a pitcher. Yeah, you, you know, should have let him. That would have been fun. That would have been awesome. But I mean, he he takes it to the to the next level. I mean, you got mm-hmm. that kid out in uh, the Angels. He's a uh, pitcher. Otani? Yeah, and he's yeah. but he's injured right he's now. He's been hurt. So yeah. it's a he, shame because that was a lot of hype. That was the start of the year. It was. And it's like, hey, check out the Angels. They got this new guy, Otani. Oh, and by the way, remember Pujols? They got him. And this Trout guy that you may have heard of. Like, you know. Speaking of the Angels. I almost made them my West Coast team. Just because speaking of, of the Angels, uh, Mike Sosha is stepping down. I heard he denied that report. Yeah. I saw. And now he's confirming. I, I saw reports that he's stepping down. I, I didn't see any. about that. I don't know. We'll have to see how that shakes out. 19 years as manager, former Bucko catcher, um, played with the Cubs as well. Uh, I apparently went to school with his daughter in preschool. Oh, yeah? Uh, apparently, um, from what my aunt has told me. <laughs> you know, they should have a separate wing of the Hall of Fame just for the players who were in that Simpsons episode about the softball team. Mike Sosha was, was the one who, like, took his job seriously as a ringer. You know, like, Burns, like, gave all these MLB players, like, no-show jobs at the plant. But Sosha actually, like, showed up and was, like, wearing a hard hat and, like, pushing a wheelbarrow full of, like, radioactive rods. And he's, like, enthusiastic and, like, just wants to, like, be a good team player. And, like, I wonder if that's really his personality. Like, I don't think you get to be a manager in the same place for as long as he's been in in uh, Anaheim if, if you're not, like, sort of just, like at your core, like, a really enthusiastic, like, team worker. And, like, that's cool, you know? Ken Griffey drank the nerve tonic, his head exploded, and Ozzy Smith fell into the portal through time. Um, Mike Sosha, good working guy. 
longtime manager. It's going to be someone else's turn to be the longest tenured in MLB. It will. Um, so, also, funny things that happen in baseball. Did you see Kutch's video? No. You didn't see the video? No. Son of a bitch. I'm going to have to show you the video. Um, I shared it on Bold, on oh. Bold Sports on Twitter. Um, so, the Giants are playing the Dodgers. Okay. And that's always a tense, heated rivalry. Mm-hmm. Um, a little too heated in recent years. Go uh, on. There was apparently a bench-clearing brawl. Oh, yeah? Last night. Or the night before. One of the two. In in Cali. In Cali. Okay. In, in, uh, in, in there were a couple. Though. There, was, there was one in the Atlanta game also. Yes. In Florida. Uh, in Miami. So, yeah. Kutch posted a video like from, I guess, his house or his apartment. Whatever he has out, in, um, out there. Dude, in real estate in San Francisco, man. Kutch, even with all Kutch's money, he probably lives in, like, a studio. I'm sure. Like, I'm sure. Um, but it, it, Kutch, it, it, and he's looking down at his phone in his video the whole time. He's like, so apparently last night, he goes, we're in the game. He goes, I just struck out. He goes, I'm back in the field and right field. I'm mad. He says, and the pitch goes through and whatever. He goes, I'm stopping. I'm in between pitches because I'm looking down at my shoes. He says, then I hear crowd noise. I'm like, what's going on? He says, and then all of a sudden, like rockets flying by me, I'm like, boom, boom. He goes, the bullpen's flying past me. <laughs> he says, oh, there's a brawl. Yeah. So he's like, I don't want to run in there. Yeah, well. He says, you know, right field's a long way away. You should have stayed with the Pirates, Cutch. <laughs> The team, the team famous for not sticking up for each other. You know? You could, so he's you like, stayed in Pittsburgh. So he's, like, he, he's like, so I run in, and by the time I get there, everything's all done. We're just kind of staring around like this, looking at each other, like, what's going on? That is kind of how it is. You know? He says, for outfielders to get into a bench-clearing brawl, he goes, by the time we get there, it's over. Yeah. He's like, he goes, he goes, I don't even know why the bullpen's going, but they go running by like it's the best thing since sliced bread. The bullpen should fight each other. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like goalies. You know, <laughs> like when World War One broke out, like, freaking, like, you know, Austria-Hungary didn't, like, send all their troops to France. You know, they went and fought Serbia. You know, like, it's okay to have a couple different fronts. Definitely. But, I mean, it, it, he was just going off on, like, uh, now I'm tired. <laughs> yes, yes, Coach. This, this is how it works. If, if we had retaliated for when you got beamed in the back... You know, thirty times Cincinnati or in the hand against Arizona. Yeah, you know, somebody on one of the teams would have had to come like running up to go, and they usually don't fight. Um, but like, I don't know. Like sometimes the blood is worse than other times, and like I, I'm really intrigued by this uh, Atlanta business because this this guy for Miami, okay, took it upon himself to bean like uh, what's his name Acuna Jr. He's like the rookie. He's like a rookie of the year candidate, I guess, for Atlanta. Okay. And he's hit home runs. In, he's had eight home runs in his last eight games, including like a leadoff home run in three consecutive games. And in the fourth such game where he's leading off, the, the Marlins pitcher Urania decides like, I ain't having this. Well, Urania is the one him. that started the season, uh, the first pitch of the season, because uh, they, they had the opening game this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, first pitch of the season, Arania gave up like a fuck uh, first pitch home run to uh, forget who it was. 
I watched that game. It was like the twelve oh five game on ESPN on the oh, yeah. opening day. But it was like so what? So he's like triggered by having to face leadoff hitters. I don't know. I don't know if he's triggered. I, I mean, Jeez. there must have been something from the game before that carried over. I don't think so. I mean, I, I mean, no. I I just think he just was like, you're not going to hit a home run. Like, I follow you know some of the Twitter stuff. Um, like the Braves announcers apparently saying that like he didn't even, you know, like. And again, this is the Braves announcers, so can, like they're biased, obviously. But they're saying that like he didn't like do a bat flip, or he he didn't like pimp it or anything when he hit the home runs. Um, that it was like totally uncalled for. Um, you know, I'm doing other games. Like I'm watching like post game shows and like talk shows out of Chicago, and like all the analysts are talking about is like you know somebody's going to wear one. Like this this guy's a National League pitcher. Well, like, well, he's got a bat. Well, this morning, whenever I was getting ready to go do my appointment I had set this morning downtown, I, I spent 15 minutes in the bathroom watching the um, best MLB toss-outs. Oh, yeah? Um, best MLB ejections um, due to pitchers. And it was quite interesting. Well, the, <laughs> the best the best beaning story of all time, and like this, literally, like I'm not just saying this because I'm a Pirates fan, but when Doc Ellis... No. Went into the other team's locker room before the game and told them that he's going to bean all of them, and then comes out and proceeds to do so. And like baseball players must have been way more chilled out back then, because like nowadays the benches would clear if not after the first, then certainly the there would second. have been a fight in the locker room. It got to the point where like the other team like had to basically get saved by Danny Murtaugh. Like Danny Murtaugh like had to go take his own pitcher out of the game because like he's like, are you going to stop beaning people? And, and, you know, Doc Ellis is like, no, Skip, no, I'm not. <laughs> and, and like, I mean, I just can't imagine a world. Like, nowadays, you beam the leadoff guy, and, it, and it's like, brawl. And it's all over the news. It's all over Twitter. Like, every every talk show, they're talking about it. Like, if someone came out and did Doc Ellis, like, <laughs> sports talk radio wouldn't give that up for, like, a month. And Doc Ellis wasn't even on LSD that game. Not that game. He was, he was probably on some greenies. He was probably on something. But uh, they were all on greenies. I don't get it. <laughs> Wouldn't they be more edgy? Why would you let, like, six people on your team get beamed and, like, not, not go try to fight somebody? <laughs> I mean, that was Although totally the Although the Pirates were probably supplying a lot of the drugs even in those days. So I mean, there was the whole thing that the Pirate Parrot... Dealer, right? Oh, come on. The Pirate Parrot was the drug dealer for the Pirates for how many years? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're shut off, man. You know? So I actually had this for the end to remind people, but we're in our baseball stint, so we'll you talk about it. You tell the Philly it. fanatic I'm in these streets every day. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that damn chicken? <laughs> Parrot diving out of plate glass window. So, on happier baseball news, do you want yeah. the day starts? Um... Little League World Series? Yes. Nice. Pure baseball. Yeah, okay, so... Except for that kid that was 17 when he was supposed to be 12. But that was how many years ago. But anyway. I mean, okay, For the most part, Little League World Series is pure baseball. It's the kids um, playing the game the way it should be played. It's a kid's game to begin with, but now guys get paid millions of dollars to play a kid's game, and they take it for granted. These kids are 12, Mm -hmm. 11, 12, some are 13 on how their birthday yeah. falls and their registration in their respective leagues. Um, My favorite major leaguers are, are often ones who were big in the Little League world. Oh, yeah. Like Todd Frazier, you know, like his his team has a statue. 
oh, yeah. the Ocean County Mall. Because, like, they won the Little League World Series. Like, Lloyd McClendon, you know, like, I mean, say what you want about his managerial career. Uh, he was firing the postseason for the Pirates, and he was firing the Little League World Series. So, you know, like, that that's cool. Like, so, I used to, I worked you, at a bar where they had a lottery based on, like, the final 16. And it was just, like, you know, throw in 10 bucks and pick a name out of a hat. And sometimes you just know, you know, like, Saudi Arabia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah, you, just, yeah. you just gave 10 bucks to someone down the bar, like, have a nice day. Yeah. But, like, I won it two out of three years that, that I worked there. Nice. Because I, I got, like, Kentucky one year and, like, a different American team, like Michigan or something. But, like, both years where the American team made the final and won the final as opposed to the but World Series. World Series is awesome. It's held, of course, in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, which, uh, if you've ever met anybody from Williamsport, they leave. This is their vacation mm-hmm. week that they leave Williamsport and go to the beach or go what they do for the family vacations and either rent their houses out or just uh, hope nothing happens to it. Yeah. But the traffic in Williamsport gets ridiculous. Uh, the backups go down to Lock Haven and State College. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a great time to watch baseball in its purest form. Uh, now, granted, you're going to have some kids in this Little League World Series that you're going to be like, I want to see a birth certificate. I've already read several articles. There's uh, a kid that's six one. He's 13 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, he just turned 13. You know, um, He's six one and two twenty. Like, you know, some kids have different growth spurts. I mean, some you kids get one are or big, two a year know? like that. You know, we had, a, we had a kid on my little league team who like couldn't play catcher for us because like his head didn't fit in the catcher helmet. Oh yeah, you know, because he was like full ass grown ass dude. Pretty much, we've you had know? a couple kids like that whenever yeah. I played. There's always those ones that have the the big growth spurts and mm-hmm. so forth. Yeah, but 12, literally... 13, like, that's when that shit starts for some people. So we got, what, the next 10 days? More than that. It's it's this weekend. I played Little League at 13. It's, it starts today, Thursday, goes through this weekend. I think the final is next Sunday? Yeah, I don't know. Or, or the final is, like... It, it, they changed the format. They changed Within, the f- like, the past couple years. They and they I don't know how it works exactly anymore. Format. Some of these kids missed the first day of school or two. Yeah. During this. Um, hey, it's worth it, man. Yeah, I think it ends... I think it actually ends the uh, the last weekend in August. So that would be, like, the 30... Yeah. It's somewhere around. It might be... It might be up till next weekend. Who knows? I was watching the softball last night. I don't know, oh, I don't know if I ever caught that before. Like they've got the Little League softball yeah. World series now. Well, the Pony and League, it's in Portland. Well, the Pony League World Series is held down here in Washington. Yeah, you that's know. every year. That's every year. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't know about the softball thing, but like that venue in Portland, beautiful. Yeah. It was like all like it was like a pine forest, like in the outfield. Well, you know, colleges are out there looking at these girls at twelve years old, like. You know, I yeah. mean, also you got, I mean, I'm sure there's colleges looking at these kids in the Little League World Series. Mm-hmm. They're 12 years old, you know, looking to see what's going on. Uh, you know, these kids are studs, uh, and it's and it's baseball play as pure sport. If you've ever been to Williamsport, it's a great time. I've never been to the Little League World Series. I've been to Williamsport, and I was pretty much confined to the campus of Lycoming College while I was there. Um, and there was, I was at, like, it was a camp, okay, like in the summer for high school. It was, like, business camp, and, uh, yeah, like, we weren't really allowed to leave the campus except to go to, like, the one convenience store that was a block off campus, and that was, like, the only place that people could smoke. So, that's about all I ever saw of Williamsport. It was, like, some dorms and, and, a, and a circle K. And, like, a, yeah, like, a, <laughs> an open pantry, or, you know, like, some, some off-brand convenience store, not a Sheets. 
That's all I remember. I'm sure there's one nearby if you've got a car, but it wasn't happening. Uh, but these, uh, but you know, Little League World Series, they got the hill out there that everybody mm. slides down the grass hill on, oh, yeah. on cardboard. The umpires dance. The umpires, the umpires are unpaid for this. The umpire, it's all, everything for Little League World Series is volunteer. Awesome. There's no paid positions. Um, because if they're going to pay them, they'd pay them like what, like. Twelve dollars on packs. I'm not saying. Uh, well, <laughs> would you get paid when you opt? I mean, like twenty five bucks. Oh yeah, twenty five bucks. It wasn't bad. Um, they didn't pay you in candy. No, uh, I mean, but uh, you know, and then I, I love doing tournament days where I do like four or five games. Mm. Boom, you know, yeah. um, but no, it's it's unpaid. It's all volunteer. I mean, they do put them up in a room and so forth, and the oh, rooms so. and the rooms are dorms. Yeah. They use Probably like they use college. like home in yeah. college's dorms, uh, is what they, they are. I bet you they don't have like quiet hours for the umps. I don't know. We um, got in so much trouble because we had our light on after after like lights out because I couldn't find my toothbrush. I had to like go like had like a fucking like disciplinary meeting. It was awful. And I think and I think the guy who like ran the camp is like the brother of that dude from the cyber charter school who like went to jail. Jeez. <laughs> they have the same last name. They kind of look alike. They're both Penn State guys. Like, not to cast, like, you know, aspersions on Penn State people, but mm, let's just cast some aspersions <laughs> while we're at it. Um, but, yeah, like, in Little League, when I when I played my, like, fifth year of Little League because of when my birthday date cutoff is, like, I was 13 by the time we started the season. And, like, I was going to be a pitcher that year. And they were like, wait, how old are you? They're like, you might not even be able to play for us, let alone pitch. And if, like, there if there had been any kind of, like, postseason, like, tournament, like, I wasn't eligible that year. And, like, it was disappointing. Just because of the way your birthday fell? Yeah, because, like, I, when, I, when I did the sign-up, like, they're, like, age. And it's, like, rinky-dink. They're not, they're not thinking. The, the form's just, like, how old are you? And it's, like, 12. And they didn't have, like, when's your DOB? You know, and by the time the season rolled around, and they're like, hey, like, we'll let you play, you know, in-house Little League, but you can't pitch. Which is, I mean, like, like I was like so much bigger than the twelve year olds who were pitching. No, um, but also You're like, the same yeah, like size you, now you were when you were twelve. What I am exactly, <laughs> I am exactly the same size as when I was twelve. And uh, see, you're the one who peaked early. I wasn't. I probably wasn't going to make the all star team anyway. Out of Edgewood, even out of Edgewood, because I just wasn't really that good. And they were like, you know, you're not eligible for the tournament, you know. And I was like, okay, you know. But the next year, I played one year of pony, and we won like the whole thing. And it was a lot of the guys who I played Little League with. Yeah. So it was it was like, I, no, I, it was more fun because I had the extra year of like bonding, see, all, all the guys with all the twelve year olds. All so the guys we, I yeah. played with, all the guys I played with, we started when we were six mm-hmm. and played the minor league and little league and pony league and cold league and high school ball and legion ball mm-hmm. and all that. I mean, my senior year of high school we had twenty two seniors on the team. Yeah. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah, see I played I played in Saint. We Park, also had the same high school football coach and baseball coach. He's like, "You're playing football for me. You're playing baseball. You're playing baseball for me. You're playing football too." Oh uh, yeah. So oh, that's cool. We had. Um, see, I, I, I moved to Edgewood when I was ten, so that was like I switched little leagues at that point because it's like two blocks from my house, you know. And then Edgewood didn't have Colt, um, so after Pony was over, you know, I, I played for Churchill for two years, and. Uh, or you played? Did you play at Central? I tried out at Central, but. Wasn't happening. Well, yeah. I mean, I, first of all, like, I went for second base. And I'm not making excuses, but, like, infield tryouts at Central consisted of, like, rubber balls on the freaking asphalt parking lot. Yeah. And it was tough. 
And like I, I, I might have like done better shagging flies and, and, on, and, on the football field. And, the, and you're also and, and you're also going up against starting position players like Neil Walker and yeah. you know yeah, and also batting practice in, in like the dimly like half lit old gymnasium building. Yeah, because Central with Catholic like, with like the sweaty floors. I mean, and the, I don't know what Central Catholic's baseball team is, but if it's anything like their football team, they're built to win. They're good. No, yeah. and I mean, every, everyone who plays for Central also plays Legion for either like Swissvale or Greenfield, generally or, or Peters. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I didn't know anybody from out there, but like seriously, like all a lot of the guys and Woodland Hills was the same. Like that Colt team that I played for, Woody High's all like half weird. half the guys on my Colt team were like doubling. You know, playing playing for Woodland Hills, which was cool because like guys would have to miss starts, you know, because they had like high school ball to go play, and that and that would like open up spots for, you know, other guys who were just playing Colt because that was our only option, you know, to play baseball. And yeah, I kind of miss it sometimes, you know. I, you know, we my work go, schedule. We, we can go play in an over thirty league. Yeah, you know, of an over thirty league that plays at like noon on a Tuesday. Like yeah, said, that's the problem. You know, my you know Jason Studler, like he, yeah. he played in a in a in a league. He 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 mentioned to me once. He's like, we could use ringers, you know. Like sometimes people no show, and I was just like, I can't, you know, I got to work. Yeah, and it's it's too yeah. Bad. It's like, what time do you guys start? Yeah. Five thirty on a Tuesday. Like shit, I'm yeah. at work. You know, you so, know, got to pay the bills. Exactly. Speaking of paying bills, we gotta go ahead and take a break and let you hear some stuff going on from Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview, yeah. where all your podcast needs can be met. Mm. We'll be right back in just a few moments. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, folks. We're back for our final segment here for this week's edition of Bold Sports. Like Matt and I mentioned, we do have... The Stellars in Green Bay playing the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau Field tonight. 8 o'clock kickoff. KDK gets 7.30, starts with uh, Paul Pompiani. Nice. Um, I'll be at work. The games will be on TV. Hopefully I don't have time to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of I want to go to like the preseason game in Lambeau. I. In Lambo, sure. I'm sure the atmosphere is better at a regular season game, right? But the stress level, because yeah. if the Steelers are playing the Packers at Lambo, it's probably a big deal. It's probably a nationally televised game, it's, at least with the way the rosters are constituted presently. Um, I think I'd almost prefer to just go sit, like take in the sights of Lambo, drink a couple beers, and just you know enjoy like late summer in Wisconsin, yeah. and not have to worry about freezing your ass off. Freezing my ass off <laughs> watching the Steelers lose a game that means something. Correct. You know? But so, the downside is you're not going to see Aaron Rodgers. You're not gonna no, see no. Aaron. Aaron Rodgers is starting tonight. Oh, he's starting? He's going to have oh, probably... Oh, well, I'm going to wear my relaxed shirt then. So Aaron Rodgers is... <laughs> uh, Big Ben's not starting. We'll talk about him in a minute. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is, is starting. He's going to probably have, what, one, two series maybe. Mm. And then he's out. Um, the Steelers... Um, so here's what their deal is right now. So it just seems like yesterday... That Antonio Brown flew into camp on a helicopter. Yeah, he did. Um, well, you tried getting to St. Vincent's. I know traffic on Route 30 sucks. <laughs> but <laughs> we're, just, we're just talking about the part that didn't fall into the valley. Like, the rest of the it part is that they've just been working on forever. Right. Like they should have spent some of their time working on the part that so, collapsed. So anyway, 
the the Steelers will come back to Pittsburgh after this game in Green Bay, and they will no longer be in Latrobe. The Steelers broke camp in Latrobe. Um, uh, let's say Thursday. They broke camp in Latrobe Tuesday, mm-hmm. and all their training gear and all that is being shipped back to Pittsburgh while they were on a plane going to Green Bay. So whenever they come back to town, they will no longer be in Latrobe. They'll be at the training facilities in the south side as well as Heinz Field uh, and so forth. So after the second preseason game tonight, the team will no longer be at St. Vincent's. Um, They uh, will break camp. There's still cuts to be made to get down the 53-man roster. Uh, So far at camp, there has been some winners and some losers uh, at camp. Uh, we'll talk about the winners first. Uh, Juju uh, is not looking to have a sophomore slump. He's looking to have a breakout year. He's been looking real good. They're, uh, he's making his passes, making his cuts, making his reads, doing what he needs to do. They're expecting Juju to be a uh, high performer next to Antonio Brown. Of course, Martavis Bryant is in Oakland. Mm. Um, also, yeah. uh, you're looking to at um, Mason Rudolph. Uh, he's looking to make the bid to be the second backup. Um, in camp, he's been making the passes, making the plays, doing a lot with the first-team offense, uh, and so forth there. I expect to see a lot of Mason Rudolph tonight mm-hmm. uh, against Green Bay. Um, uh, Damon Patterson uh, had a breakout game versus the Eagles last week. Yeah. Um, and he's doing everything uh, He's doing everything he can do uh, to make the team. He is also a undrafted free agent rookie, um, so out of Youngstown State. So oh. he's got to do what he's got to do to make mm-hmm. a squad. He's got to. He's the guy that's got to be out there, has to lay it out and take a chance of breaking a knee. All right. Uh, unfortunately, he has we, to make the team. If, if there's a Youngstown, knock guy, on wood, we don't want to see anyone get hurt during preseason. But he's got to lay it out there on the line. Uh, he, well, if he makes the team, that that would definitely make it harder for my dad to boycott the NFL this year. There you go. Because he's a Youngstown guy himself. So Yeah, your dad's a Youngstown <laughs> boy. He's a Youngstown boy. There he it is. took us to see Youngstown playoff games. Like <laughs> I've I've been to a college football playoff game like when I was like fourteen. And we we, we went and we went and saw us some trestle ball. Oh. Before before he was at Ohio State, way before he was the president of Youngstown State, he was the head ball coach. At Youngstown State. Old ball coach. And they won back-to-back national championships, and we, we went to see a playoff game. Uh, divisions, against, Division three. It was 1AA. 1AA? Yeah. F- FCS, they call it now, but back then it was still 1AA. And uh, it was awesome. You know, like, it, it's, like, their stadium is like a big high school stadium. Youngstown State it's Penguins. Bigger, it's bigger than the stadium where they play the Hall of Fame game. Wow. The, the Penguins, yeah. And it's... And it's like, YSU football, like, it's still pretty big, but it was huge. And it's only an hour away. Yeah. So, uh, also, Terrell Edmonds uh, fitting into the defensive scheme well. Um, he's looking good. James Washington, uh, he's looking uh, great at wide receiver. Uh, he was also a draft pick. He's not going anywhere. You know, the Steelers aren't going to cut their, their top draft picks. No. They just might not dress them. You get made fun of if you do that. On yeah, that. yeah, you do get made fun of with that. Um, <laughs> losers this year so far uh, in train camp being Vance McDonald. Mm. Vance McDonald brought in his tight end. Uh, he has sustained a lot of injury last year. Yeah. So far this year, uh, he also uh, is having a foot injury this year. Um, now, here's the thing with uh, Vance McDonald. He has that, if he stays healthy, stigmata over him. Meaning mm. that 
If he's healthy, he's going to be great. If he's not healthy... He was great in the few games that he played. Yeah. Like he, was re- he was real effective. He was. Um, you know, I was I was lobbying him, lobbying to get him inducted into the Killer Bees, you know? Remember, remember Bince? Yeah. Remember our friend Bince Williams? Well, like, I was calling him Bance McDonald to go along with Ben and Bell and Brown. Right. Um... But, you know, then he got hurt, and then the playoffs happened with Jacksonville, and we all we all know the sad ending to that story. Um, McDonald, in, in addition to his, like, you know, ortho problems, like, he's had concussion issues in the past. Yeah. So you've got, you've got, you got to worry about that. You've got to worry about, like, don't, don't come in, like, 85%, because then you're maybe more likely to get your bell rung going over the middle, you know, if you can't cut, and we know how the Steelers, turn. We know how the Steelers use a tight end. Those mm-hmm. boys go across the middle, yeah. and they lower their shoulder and go. It's not like having Gronk as your tight end where he flanks out as a wide receiver and just goes down the field and you throw him the ball. Speaking of Gronk, have you seen his Tide Pods commercial? <laughs> I'm not, it's not a joke. This is a, it really, I, I thought it was a joke when my sister told me about it. but I think I've seen one where it says something about these are not to be eaten, but they're to be Gronked, and he like slams it into yeah. the... It's like the perfect poster boy for eating Tide Pods. <laughs> Gronk, this is what happens when you eat Tide Pods. No, I mean... Uh, another... I saw it for the first time last night. It's, I'll, I'll have to Google it here. Um, also, another... I wouldn't consider it a loser, but it, it, it hurts. TJ Watt, switching from left side to right side, but has uh, had a uh, hamstring issue lingering him this training camp. All is expected for him to be ready yeah, to go. Out. Just hang out. Um, Sean Davis, um, he's been having tackling issues. Um, welcome to the Steelers. Welcome to the Steelers <laughs> secondary, Sean Davis. <laughs> you have tackling issues. Um, also, he has had a nagging groin injury. Uh, is and, there any other kind? <laughs> right. And then also, I've got a groin injury that like builds my confidence and tells me I'm doing a fine job, right? And then you <laughs> I've have got, I've got a groin injury that's already got dinner on the table when I get home. <laughs> and, then, and then you have um, the leader of the group, Mr. Big Ben Roethlisberger, is in concussion protocol. Mm. Now, if you've read anything on Twitter, oh, and trust or, me, or, brother, I have, <laughs> or Facebook, or any other site that you deem necessary for your sports news. I, there aren't any others. Um, it's just Twitter. Ben has concussion protocol. He has a broken left toe. He stubbed his pinky. Um, he twisted his ankle. He has a groin issue. Um, his shoulder is inflamed. Um, he broke his thumb, but yet he'll start tomorrow. Um, so, <laughs> the, just basically, they were making fun of Ben going off with his nagging this, nagging that, injury this, injury that, but yet still plays and still gets down and he's still a tough guy and whatnot. It's not just me and you. Like, I've heard other players comment on that. Oh, like, Terrell Suggs. Is, Ben's always hurt. Ben's always hurt. Go you figure. Know, side eyes. Like, I mean, it's part It's part of... The, Even his own players. Mm-hmm. Even guys on the series like, yeah, Ben's hurt, whatever. Um, we'll see him tomorrow. Uh... Next question, you know, yeah. uh, you got Terrell Suggs was one of the big ones. He said, "How do you feel about you know Ben's thumb issue and his and his knee issue?" He's like, "Man, Ben Roethlisberger's always got something going on. He's always hurt, but I expect to see him on Sunday and with no tomorrow." I mean, right, and I, I mean that's probably part of it, you know, like self preservation, you know, discretion being the better part of valor sometimes. Like, I mean, 
you don't want to fuck around with concussions. Especially in like Steve Young retired because of we're, we're talking about so Troy Aikman. We're, we're talking about a, a concussion sustained in practice. Like and we've still got three preseason games left to play. Here's a question: Why like the he fuck go, is he being hit in practice? Why? Okay, they do some live drills still. We, it's not. It's not totally like we, touch football. We like know. Like we they know still the, do some live the, fire stuff. The Steelers. The Steelers have never in my lifetime seen a quarterback in training camp in a red jersey. No. Other teams, That's Giants, like, yeah. Green Bay Packers, Niners, you see uh, fucking Eli Manning out there in his blue Giants jersey with the, red, with the red mesh over top of his jersey, mm. meaning, stop, don't hit me. Yeah. You know, I, I think of Keanu Reeves all the time in replacements of, quarterback, red, means don't hit me. Oh, man. <laughs> I just see red and I just want to crush it. Red means stop. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But you never see, it doesn't matter, I've never seen a Steelers quarterback ever in a red mesh jersey meaning stop, don't hit me. There's all that to be said mm. that also they should know better, don't crush your fucking quarterback. I don't think he crushed him, I, I just think that, like, they knocked heads. It's football, you know? You get bumped on the head doing, like, bullshit, man. Like, I'm fixing, I'm, you know, like, I'm up on a ladder, I crack my head. You I know what? My if head. I wasn't wearing like Bluetooth headphones, like I might have gave myself a concussion just Dude, fucking hammering I on the I put my head on the rearview mirror of the car yesterday. Ugh. Re- uh, I was reading. Man is like, can you get my purse out of the back seat? I lean over, and of course the seatbelt won't let me up because yeah. it's child locked. Uh-huh. So I have to undo the seatbelt. I lean forward and I go to turn around. Whack! I'm like, oh, ow, God. that hurt. Thankfully, she was parked. <laughs> but no, so yeah, Ben. Why are you taking hits in practice? Whatever you did, you didn't. However it happened. Ben in concussion protocol. It, I've seen no reports that says he has a concussion. I also have seen no reports that said he's going to play tonight. I've seen more reports saying, Ben's not playing. Go don't fuck play yourself. Don't play him. Any Ben's not playing. Brown's not playing. If Ben um, takes his SAT again today and scores like, I don't even know what a good score is anymore because they changed the scale. Yeah. If, if he scores, like, a good score on the SAT and people are like, holy shit, Ben, like, you know, have you been eating, like, brain pills? I wouldn't play him. Because too much could go wrong. Yeah. Not even concussion-wise. You know? Oh, your brain's fine? Well, you're still brittle as fuck. You're, you're still, like, you know, top-heavy. You've got a history of, like, leg and foot injuries. I know. I've had, um, I've, I've had, I've had at there. least I've had at least a half a dozen concussions in my lifetime. Probably closer to the 10 mark. Yeah. Um... I mean, I know I'm not right, but yeah. <laughs> anybody's ever met me has known that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the brain is so, like, rich and complicated. I, I never sought to attribute, you know, you're not rightness to... <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just because he's not right doesn't mean it's, like, yeah. physical-related. Correct. <laughs> could be mental. So, for could, tonight... It could all just be a big act. Yeah, so... You could just be, like, you're, like, the Ben Roethlisberger of, like... Podcasters, you know. Yeah, yeah. I just pretend I'm crazy. <laughs> so, we got the Steelers have their last preseason game on the road, then their following two preseason games are in Pittsburgh. Um, I'm actually somewhat maybe interested in going to the third preseason game, just because the third preseason game is when you see most of the starters and whatnot, mm-hmm. and then they give them the, they play the whole first half, and then after that, they bring in the second and third, fourth team, and then the fourth preseason game is really the guys who need to make the team. Yeah, uh, for that most. 
the third preseason game is the only one really worth watching. Yeah, for your this, starters. This is like you know these are the units they get like at least a half, and you know it's a dry run for week one. Yeah, and then you get you get the dry run, and then you get a week off, and then you're you're ready to go, and you're rested, and you're almost as well rested as you were for the first preseason game where we smoked the world champion Eagles. Yeah, so where nobody on that world championship team played. <laughs> um, so in more football news, uh, not only is the NFL starting soon, college, college, nice. So um, I go to work the other day, and I get to work. On my, I always get to work early and I'm standing outside smoking a cigarette before I go in and clock in and all that good stuff. And there's two buses pull up at work, like coach line buses. Mm-hmm. And they have the pit logos on them. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. This could be good or bad. <laughs> so I go in to find out that the University of Pitt football team had. An outing at my work. Nice. So we had the whole Pitt football team take up the whole second the floor. The whole team. The whole team. Man, the whole of University guys. of Pittsburgh football team took up two-thirds of the second floor. Awesome. Guys had fun. Guys looked good. They were getting stretched out. They are having fun. Enjoying themselves. Uh, I got to talk to Coach Narduzzi for about a minute and a half. Cool. When he came up and was like, hey, man, can I uh, just get a glass of water? Sure, coach. Did you go all coyote ugly on him? No, no. <laughs> no, I did not. I would not do that. Hell to, no. I would, H2O. I would not do that to Coach Narduzzi. Um, actually, I wouldn't do that at all in general to anybody. I'm sure they have, like, a leadership committee on the team that's, like, organized just for that express purpose. Like, if anyone ever sprays water on coach, like, you, you, and you, you're the crack squad. Right. Um, Backup will assemble if you guys get in over your head, but let's be honest. Like, so I <laughs> so I talked to Coach. I was like, hey, Coach, I was like, um, how's the team looking this year? He goes, oh, we're looking good. You know, training camp's going well. We're getting ready to go. Our first team, they're playing Akron in the first game. Uh, not Akron. Um, Albany. Albany. I didn't even know they had a football team. Albany, yeah, University of Albany or Albany University. The well, Great Danes. Yes. Um, he says, we're looking good. It's just, that's, that's awesome. It's just How's the offense looking? Is good. It's like, how's Kenny Pickett looking? Is Kenny Pickett's looking good? He's gonna, you know, start this year. Um, you know, sophomore start. I mean, Kenny Pickett came in last year and and uh, had a two starts, but he filled in a lot in the middle of the games where where he took over. Um, and he's optimistic. He's looking good. And I says, how's that Penn State game gonna look? He goes, we're always gonna do our best. We're gonna do what we can do to get out there. He says, we're gonna you know, play pit football. He said that to you? Yeah. I mean, that's how he, like, talks to everyone. I know. Like, did I just watch your media press conference right there for the last like, 30 I'm seconds? Not, I'm a member of the media, Coach, so actually, hey, it's very I, appropriate I, that you give me all this yeah, coach. I, 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 I did <laughs> ask him, I did ask him, I was like, I was like Coach, I said also, I says, uh, would you be interested in coming on a local podcast? He goes, there's always a, he goes, there's always a, an opportunity. There's always goes, an opportunity. There's always an opportunity. He goes, um, just drop me an email, we'll see what we can do. I'm not sure that, I'm pretty sure 93.7 has their hooks in them. <laughs> I, I'm not sure that he can just like go on like podcasts, like right. Yeah, uh, be great if he did. It would, be great it would also did. be great if he used coach speak to like order at the bar. You know, like 
It's kind of a glass of water. Um, alcoholic beverages, they've had some good reps. Um, we don't really think that they're ready right now. It's a, it's a little early in the season <laughs> to be getting hammered, to be getting thinking, to be getting thinking about all that. We've got a good group of bottles up there, and when the time comes, I'm sure each one of them will be ready to step up. <laughs> I look at my fridge every day and I say, squad, you want this? You gotta earn it! <laughs> and then, by the end of the day, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'll just drink here. When, 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 you, when, <laughs> when, when, when you look in your fridge, who's the quarterback? <laughs> oh, well, I mean, milk probably brings it all together, because, like, you know, I put it in my tea, and that's what gets me through work, and then after work, it's, you know, it's a couple cold ones. Nothing big. Yeah. You know, always got a little club soda on backup. In case for the, you want a little fizzer. In, 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 in case you need to bring in the special teams for a little gin and tonic action. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I got the Hendrix gin because I got all Oh, this, yeah. I'm, I'm little cucumber in that? Why? Not little cucumber. I got like four cucumbers that are like, I mean, I'm holding up my hands about shoulder width here. Yeah. Um, so these are some big cucumbers I got. So, you know, it's gonna, there's going to be some cucumber salad and some cucumber sauce and some cucumber gin. Nice. So... But yeah, that's cool that you met Coach Narduzzi. I did, I did. I'm I met, I met him and I... smoke up your ass He did, he totally did. Um, uh, cool. he, he totally gave me Coach Speak, and I was like, cool. I was like, have a good season, Coach. He's like, oh, we're going to do our best. I'm like, awesome. I was like, I'll, I'll see you a couple times this year. He's like, sweet. And then he went back to talking to whoever else he had to, and he was mm-hmm. looking at his players as they were hitting golf balls. And, and then he was like, don't tweak your arm. That's awesome. <laughs> um, didn't get to meet Kenny Pickett. Kid's not that big. No. No. I mean, he's taller than me. Yeah. But... I mean, he's probably my weight just built. I mean, he's not huge. I mean, he's a quarterback. I mean, what are you going to do? Um, also, Penn State football. Uh, Penn State uh, may be in the midst of a rebuilding with losing um, some players, of course, due to graduation. Um, and uh, also being drafted, leaving early. And then you had three players. I this, don't think that program is going to die. Like, it's not going to die. We, we came so close to killing that program. Like, they're not going to, like... Oh, rebuilding. Rebuilding. Well, okay, okay, okay. Rebuilding for Penn State. for fuck's sake. I mean, if the Cleveland Browns could rebuild like Penn State, they would still be a playoff contender. Yeah. But but it's college. You graduate players every three to four years. Every four years, players leave after two and three years. It's college football. It is what it is. But here's the thing that that hurt Penn State. Maryland and Ohio State are, like, in turmoil right now. Right. So that, that helps the Big Ten a little bit. So, but also Penn State... This week, and this week's young, it's th- okay, it's not that young, it's Thursday, but this week they had three players walked away from the game due to personal health reasons, mm-hmm. two of them with heart issues, mm-hmm. one with um, just terminal uh, pain and back issues, it's mm-hmm. them from high school, yeah. and, they, and, they, and they were starters. Uh, you had a linebacker, a safety, and a tailback. That walked away from the game, and one of them was a freshman coming in, freshman just newly recruited. Uh, found out he had heart issues, so you had three starters or two starters and a freshman. It was slated to be a starting in, in the backfield that had to walk away from the program uh, and football in general uh, to take care of their 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 own personal health issues, uh, which you see more and more, whether it be in the NFL or colleges. I mean, there's there's a um, there's been a dwindling in um, midget league football, little yeah. league football, and so forth due to the concussion rate. And mm-hmm. you know, where what sport though has the most concussions? 
soccer? Women's soccer. Women's soccer. That's weird because, like, I, I'm guessing it's headers that cause yep. that. Like, there's a... Okay, so, like, I actually just read a really interesting article yesterday about the differences in, like, global soccer and how they recruit people and how, like, you know, in the world of men's soccer, like, they go... The real good kids go to the academy system where they're, like, coached by professionals from, like, a very early age. And... I was not coached by professionals because I did not go into, like, the, the cup. I didn't play for, like, Beedling or, like, South Fayette or any of these, like, big, like, you know, like, yeah. Class A, like, travel teams, you know. So, like, they didn't really stress heading at all. It was like, yeah, you can use your head if the ball's up in the air and it's near you. But, like, they, we weren't doing, like, heading drills. You know, we, we weren't doing, like, corner kicks where everybody was, like, slamming into the cage trying to, like, put a head on the ball. Um, you know, like... Coaching just, I don't know, like, when you're, when you're not getting, like, the, like, top elite coaching, you know, I, I don't think they're telling you to do headers so much. But in football, like, every kid is taught to tackle. And yes. every tackle is a potential concussion. Yeah. You know? So if you want your kid to, like, run around and not get concussions and, like, play a sport, like, I think soccer is a safe alternative until you get, if they're good enough to, like, play for their high school, maybe, then and you then, need to start thinking the about, like, leagues and the so concussion forth. protocol. Well, proper tackling in football is wrapping up. Shoulders into the mid body section, mm-hmm. not using your head, putting your head to the side, shoulder into the mid body section, wrapping up mm-hmm. and driving through and tackling. Yeah. The whole leading with your head, spearing, everything else like that. That, I mean, uh, I, I love Ryan Shazier and I hope everything goes well for the guy and so forth, but him and that tackle caused his issue. Mm-hmm. That, that was not a fluke play. I mean, yeah, it was a fluke injury. Yeah. But he wasn't tackling properly no. in that play. No, and it, and um, it, it sucks to watch. I mean, it sucks to watch. It sucks that it happens, and I hope he does well. I'd love to see him walking again. I, yeah. You know, for him to play football again is kind of mind-blowing if he yeah. does. I mean, that was, that was tough. Like that, that, I mean, like, that changed things for me about the way I feel about football a little bit. Um, I mean, it was coming anyway, you know, like, with, with just all the concussions. And like you said, like, People are well. I mean, shit, people remember, are making the decision to walk away from the game for health reasons. Yeah, before they've even like, before thirty earned a dime. Well, playing, yeah. You know? Well, some of these these college kids for Penn State that are walking away because mm-hmm. of health reasons, heart issues, and and back issues, and whatever else. Yeah. I mean, now the heart just, issues like they're lucky they caught that. Cause yeah. A lot of times they don't. Yeah. And like it, it could end very tragically. Um, but with like the back issue from high school, I mean, like that's that's seeing the writing on the wall. Mm-hmm. And you know. It's not just about the concussion talk. Like, the other the other big pain-related issue is... Our, backs. Not just backs, but, like, pain pain management generally. Oh, yeah. And, like, let's not get, like, hooked on painkillers. Hey, Brett Favre admitted that he was Brett, hooked on painkillers. Brett Favre was hooked on painkillers. Like, Joe Del Sardo was, like, driving up to freaking Arlington Heights to buy heroin. To freaking, like, you know, chase the addiction that he got from pain pills from playing college football. You know, it's... It's scary, and, like, to be a, a college player and, and to be aware that, like, hey, like, this is a chronic back issue that's only going to get worse for me, you know, like, am I going to be okay well, just, like, popping, popping, uh, you know, well, Del, all the time? Well, you know that Del Sardo's are cousins with the Grankowskis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I know the story, like, I, you yeah. know, he, he wrote about, or he was written about in, like, a Post-Gazette article years ago talking about his, like, outreach that he does, and he, he goes and talks to kids, and, like, yeah. it's, it's really important, but, like, I didn't... I didn't, like, know the guy. You know, I I knew he went to, like, St. Bernard's and, you know, was from Dormont and 
you know, I saw him play at Pitt, and I was aware he was about my age and everything, but, like, it just, it just really made me think, because you don't, you never think of, like, the jocks being the ones who are going to, like, have the hard drug habits after yeah, yeah. they all graduate from high school. Yeah. Um, but, like, that's how it starts, is with, you know, you get hurt, you get some pills, you know, your doctor's like, oh, you should be fine by now, you don't get any more pills, and you're either still in pain, or you're just, like, addicted, which addicted. is a different kind of pain. Exactly. And with all with all the news about how football like hurts you, and about how like chronic pain can like completely ruin your life or kill you, like I don't blame anybody for walking away from football. Yeah, and I don't blame anybody for not wanting their kid to play tackle football. And in fact, I'm kind of like uh, to be honest, I'm a, I'm a little, and I have no room to talk. I don't have kids, okay? But like I'm, I would never say anything. But like when I see somebody like sitting there, they're like eight-year-old up in pads to go learn tackle football. I'm like, what are we doing exactly? Like, wouldn't that kid rather play flag football for a few years where he gets to, like, every kid gets to run around and be a wide receiver? And learn the functions of the game. You know, because when you're, you're like, a slightly taller than most, like, eight-year-old, they, like, stick you on the offensive line. Yeah. That's no fun. Yeah. You know? So, like, I I think they should play flag football until high school. And then the, the kids who aren't fast enough to be receivers or they have shitty hands, like, then they can learn a new position in high school. Did I trigger Siri? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> no. Um, final thing on the college football we have here is WVU. Uh, lots of starters returning, but they have very green backups. Uh, the Big 12 could be theirs for the taking. Uh, the Big 12's not looking too, too tough this year. Yeah. Um, so Baker Mayfield's gone, folks. It's, yeah, Baker Mayfield's gone. It's time gone. to step up. Um, so there's that. Uh, Bill you know, Snyder got another contract, speaking of Big 12. Kansas State, he's yeah. 75 years old. Yeah. They signed him up for five more years. So, he, what, he got coached so he's 80? Yeah. You can't tell me his political views are any more progressive than these young guys who are getting in trouble. Mm-hmm. Like, how has he been a football coach that long? I mean, how has Joe Paterno a football coach as long as he's been? Um, Cult of Silence. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, professional, like, secret underground pedophile ring that runs Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, I mean, like... Yeah. Um, other other football topics, Whippeal's right around the corner. Yeah, uh, WPIL starts the last Friday in August. Mm-hmm. And you know what they're talking about, I've been hearing them talk about this year, is uh, maybe, maybe separating the private schools from the public schools. Yeah, that was a big bit because uh, it was underneath, you know, the whole thing about the private schools having the recruiting... Aspect of it, and being able to offer scholarships yeah. to the school, and and you're a Central Catholic boy, which has been known for years to um, bring players in and get them to go to school there um, with help from the diocese and well, so forth. Uh, there's first of all, Central's not owned by the diocese. It's not owned That's by not the diocese, um, but I mean, okay. And there's there's a lot of booster money, and there's tuition money. There's a lot money. of booster money. It's expensive to go there. It's a good education. It's like what's that Erie, Erie Cathedral Prep? Come on, yeah. It's another one. It's a perennial every year. Yeah, in WPIL. But they um, always play up. You know, they they play. In they the do play classification up. They, they do play up. So yeah, I mean, and Central's play in six A. And how many how many boys do they graduate every year? 200? 200. And 6A is like, there's only like a few teams that are even in that class. Yeah, which is North Allegheny, Seneca Valley, 
you know, mm. big schools like that where, I mean, you know, North Allegheny graduates 1,200 total students a year. Yeah. So, like, so Central's playing up as high as they can. Now, if they were in, I mean, if you just had, like, all the Catholic schools playing each other, it'd be obviously a lot more travel. Um, you'd, you'd have some uneven matchups at first, though. Like, I mean, Sarah, like, big, you know, I'm sure it's a good school out there in McKeesport, but they can't really hold a candle to Central. Like, Seton LaSalle, I mean, they're, they're what, like, 3 4 A they're not they're not on that level. I mean there'd be some getting adjusted of course, but you know, it's high school. I mean it sh- it should be fair. It should be um it should ultimately be about the kids, you know, that they have a chance to play. Um and maybe if you separated the private schools from the public schools, then like it would be easier ultimately for kids to transfer. Like you would you wouldn't have as many issues because if like if a kid leaves, like, say, Penn Hills to go play for Central, like, the other teams in Central's, you know, private school conference, like, they're also, they also have the ability to recruit. So, like, right. so maybe it wouldn't be as big of a deal, you know? And then if you're just moving districts. Well, I remember Mike Sasson, who mm-hmm. has a podcast on the River's Edge, mm-hmm. who we've done work with in the past, I've talked with him and he's even said on a podcast where he used to coach for Shaler mm-hmm. and Mike Sasson played University of Connecticut mm-hmm. and whatnot um, but he used to coach for Shaler and he had to recruit his own kid that lived in the Shaler district to stay at Shaler instead of going to Central Catholic because <laughs> Central Catholic was trying to get him to go there you know and yeah <sighs> I guess it happens. Like it's obviously not talked about. It's oh no, you know, it's never like, talked. Like, you don't. About. You don't like. You don't like come up to like freshman orientation and they hand you like the yearbook with all the administrator names and they're like, and the director of football recruiting is like Coach Bob, you know. But yeah, like there are a lot of there are a lot of guys on that coaching staff who like I didn't even know when I was there and like I you know like because they weren't teachers and like yeah I guess they can go out to camps and, and I mean they have a camp they have a football camp at they Central do. they have a basketball camp at Central. Um, you know, like, I mean, geez, it's just, it's fair enough, I guess. I mean, really, like, does anybody, it's not like Central wins states every year. They don't no. even win perennials every year. They don't even win, they, they the, let their perennials every year into the playoffs. But the other team that's perennially and, good right now is Pine Richland. Yes. And they're, they're only good because they're freaking the wealthy kids. You know, uh, so like, who, who would you rather? What would, what would you rather recruit with? Like, you know, a legacy and tradition of winning. See what and it a is Catholic though is education. See, or you know, like what it is though is, is, is Pine Richland can't recruit a kid from Shaler to go to Pine Richland. No, North Hills can't get a kid from Pine Richland to go to North Hills. No, Mount Lebanon can't get a kid from Peters to come to Mount Lebanon. But Mister Gronkowski can like rent a shitty apartment in Churchill. And like make Gronk be a Woody High guy, even though Gronk, even though Gronk's dad's business was in like Bridgeville, when he it, was, it didn't matter where his business was, it was where he lived. Right, but I'm saying like if you've got the resources, you know, you can get an address. Trust me, man. Like it happens all the time where oh, I, I where I grew up. Like the kids who would pretend that they were from Edgewood instead of Wilkinsburg, just so they could go to school at Woody High. Forget football. Yeah. Just so they could go to a better school. Let's go to school at Woody High instead of. Wilkinsburg, whatever, whatever. Yeah, which isn't even a school anymore. No. But, you know, yeah, like, I mean, I, I I, mean, I played sports with kids who were, like, openly doing that. Or it wasn't, or they weren't lying. It was like, 
you know, I'm going to register my address as my grandma's. Right. You know? Well, I mean, and the school I went to, there after years after I graduated, and it was within recent years, they found a lot of kids from Brighton Heights and McKee's Rocks and whatnot mm-hmm. using Bellevue and Avalon addresses. Mm-hmm. And then the school's like, we got an influx of kids. They moved up to Double A, and they're like, well, why are we... Why do we have this influx of kids? And they started tracking addresses, mm-hmm. and they just put an address on a piece of paper. Yeah, they didn't even check. They didn't even, that, check. They didn't even check. Well, then they went and checked it, and they had like three hundred and some kids, boys and girls, from other from the city and the Keys Rocks and there you go, going into the school because they just threw addresses down. <laughs> Turns um, out our starting fullback lives at the McDonald's on sixty five. Right, <laughs> that would have been that would have been in the school district. <laughs> Now, if they would have lived at McDonald's in Old Allegheny, that's a different story. It's like, hi, what's the address of this McDonald's? I would like to, uh, would you like know, to send a check to the, uh, you know, McDonald's but, but what's our what's our favorite little Catholic school over here in Dormont that uh, Mister all the Grandkowskis went to, Grandkowskis went to? What uh, Saint Bernard's? Saint LaSalle. Oh, Saint. You mean high school? Yeah, yeah Saint LaSalle. I mean well, this. I yeah. mean Saint LaSalle is not a barn burner by any means in the Catholic school realm or in Double A. Football, but they're good. They're good. They make the playoffs. They I make mean, the they playoffs. Go to Heinz Field more more often than not. They've gone to Heinz Field a handful of times since I've been living out this. Well, that's maybe. also when when Bruce and Gino were there. They went yeah. a lot, and then yeah. after Bruce and Gino, then he had what's his name out of there that went to the Bill Stull. Stull was you know Stull. I mean yeah. Um, you don't hear much out of Olsh. You don't hear much out of Sarah Catholic. I think Olsh just got football like five yeah. years ago. Um, Sarah Catholic. You know they they were in the playoffs like, but they. They play in a tough conference down there. Because I mean, you want to be, try to be like single or double A and I mean, play in Vincent, the Mont Valley. Vincent didn't tough. have football. Well, my cousins went to Vincent. They didn't yeah. even have football. Then John Fedko took over as dean of students or whatnot. I think I was out. Brought foot, football <laughs> to Vincent. I don't even know if Vincent still has a football program or not. You know, I mean, that was his big thing whenever he took over dean of students mm-hmm. at Vincent. That pissed off a lot of people. I know yeah. that. But... I mean, I don't even know if they still have football or if he's still even involved. I haven't heard anything from John Fedko in fucking 10 years. Um, He's just doing his thing there, you know? But, I mean, you have the big schools, the big, you know, and it's hard whenever you get a kid. I know when my son played at North Hills and against Central Catholic, it was like North Hills was playing like Youngstown State, where Central Catholic's not, they're big boys, and a lot of them have D1 scholarships, Mm. but... For a high school team, they're playing against, you know, a, a one double A college team. Well, you know, other I, states... It's said, something can be said for that for North Allegheny as well. Other states When do you it. have Joey Porter's kid, Paul Zeiss's kid, exactly, and like, a whole bunch of former yeah. Steelers' kids are playing in North Allegheny. I mean, Chris Hoke moved two streets over in Diamond Run, so his kids didn't go to Avonworth. They went to North Allegheny because they have the better sports exposure in North Allegheny Absolutely. than they do in Avonworth. Of course. I mean, I mean, North Allegheny's got better facilities, and, you know, again, like, they're another one of these 6A teams, you know, that, I mean, that's going to go to the playoffs. Is Mount Lebanon playing 5A or 6A? I think 5. I don't, you know, I don't think 6. Yeah, North Hills is 5A. Yeah. Peters, I think, is 5A. They mm-hmm. might be 6A. Peters might be. I don't know. But, I, I have no idea. I mean, I, I, again, of course, I don't really keep up with a whole lot of WPAL stuff. My kid doesn't play anymore, and I just feel it's creepy to be a 40-year-old guy going to high school football games. Well, that's because you didn't go but to Central Catholic. Where, I didn't, where it's know, a tradition never graduates. Tradition never tradition graduates. Never graduates. All that. 40 years old, still didn't graduate. <laughs> the tradition, I mean. I graduated. With honors. You know, but... I was not recruited. 
Yeah, but WPIL football does kick off here in a couple weeks. Uh, those guys, I've already, I've been out on my front porch and I've already heard the band practicing. Oh, yeah. You can hear the what Lebo band? Lebo band from here. From here? Yeah. Get out. Yep. I mean, I can hear. I was surprised that I could still hear Ko band from where I live, but I'm I'm just up the hill from from the high school basically. Yeah, you're, there's you're, just several rows of houses and like a senior high rise construction site. Right. But yeah, like pretty much, you know. I'm like two par fives from the KO High School. Yeah, I, I can hear the Lebo band practicing from here. I love the sound of the band. Um, I, I, when I lived on Hillsdale or Park Boulevard in Dormont, like I mm-hmm. could actually hear the bands on Friday night. Oh yeah, and like I remember one night I was, I was sitting on my porch, and the band just sounded so much louder than most Fridays. So I like you know I pulled out my phone to see who who was playing KO that night, and it was Thomas Jefferson, and they're like a, they were at AAA at the time, like a powerhouse. You know, you want you want to talk about you know a team that's just there without being able to recruit, just there every year. Thomas, and they bring a big band, and it, it's it's that's what that's what it's all about, man. Like growing up in Edgewood, like not living anywhere near like a high school football stadium, like I didn't didn't really have that. And then when I moved to Dormont, it's just like you, you really like feel like it's part of the community. My and that's why like the fucking high school football is so big in these little towns because like. You know, people walk past your house in the in the jerseys, and they got the pom poms, and you can hear the band. You know, imagine living in like Aliquippa or Clareton. You know, these towns where like everything shuts down for a high school football football game. Clareton perennials every year in Class Mm A. Um, Same as uh, Aliquippa is what Double A, Ambridge Double A. There every year. Uh, My aunt lived in Westview when I was a kid. She Mm -hmm. lived across the hilltop from North Hills High School. Could hear the North Hills band practicing, and she was like. Four blocks away from Martorelli Stadium. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, whatever they do to football in the next, like, 20 years, like, I hope they don't screw up the bands too much, because that's, that's a big part of the experience. Yeah. You know, the, the, the bands, the, you know, college football, the halftime show, like, that's that stuff so much Nobody goes pee at the halftime show at college football. I mean, if you gotta go, you gotta go. You gotta go, you gotta go. But they also give you a 20-minute halftime. So you, you run to the bathroom while they're doing the, like... You know, gymnastics awards. And typically in the last half of college football, you can pretty much go pee in the last minute. Yeah. Unless somebody's driving really hard. But yeah. No two-minute warning. Yeah. No two-minute warning in college football. All right, folks. And that's our speak, two-minute Yeah, warning. that's our two-minute warning, which we've, we've used up. Uh, so thanks a lot for listening to us. Check us out. We uh, Next week we'll uh, be talking uh, more sports, more baseball, uh, more Riverhounds, uh, more Steelers. Hopefully no penguins. Um, Nothing really supposed to happen for a while with that. About a month? Camp no, starts. Wait, wait, camp real soon. Wait, camps? Three weeks? Yeah, preseason hockey games are in September. Yeah, preseason hockey. August is almost over, man. Shut up. I st- I'm hey. not, look, I didn't make it, okay? Hey, you know what's good about this August? Hmm. I get a paycheck tomorrow, and I get a paycheck on the 31st. Awesome. That's three pay months yeah. for me. So, <laughs> I never get uh, more than two. Yeah, that's just the way your company's structured. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so I, I'm okay with it. You know, coming into end of summer, I hate to say end of summer. Fuck, I feel like I didn't do shit other than, like, play golf and play work. some golf, work. Play golf, work, and drink beers. At least you work at golf. I do. Yeah, that helps. Um, other I than that, folks. a lot of sports. I played some sports. And yeah. sports. And, uh, yeah. Drank some beers. Grew a bunch of, big bunch of green beans. Big bunch of green beans. 
Apparently, you got cucumbers that are this big. I at least four. I don't know if I'm gonna get any more, but yeah, I already gave two away. Now, now, are you gonna are you gonna uh, use your peeler yeah, on peel all them. four sides? No, no, peel just one strip on all four sides and then slice just on a bias to get down to get it look pretty in your salads. Well, no, I'm gonna cut it in half, or maybe maybe just take like a third since it's so big, and I'm gonna I'm gonna scoop the seeds out and peel all of the peel off and chop it. And then I might take another third and do the same and make some cucumber sauce. Okay. And then maybe, like, the, the remaining third of that cucumber, I'll do, like, the traditional slice. Or just, like, a salad, or you can have cucumber sandwiches. Which reminds me, I need to get my ass up to Giant Eagle. Matt's going to Matt, Matt, you making some tzatziki sauce? Yeah. All right, I need sweet. a few things, you know. And then uh, here's one for you to use. Um, muddled cucumber with simple syrup, okay. little fresh uh, lemon sour, little fresh lime sour. Well, just fresh lemon, fresh lime, simple syrup. Muddled cucumber, pineapple vodka. Okay. Sky pineapple vodka, finished with ginger ale. Okay. Sounds good. It's a refreshing porch cocktail. Did you ever go to uh, Goldmark in Lawrenceville? No. It's a good bar. Um, they had they had like a like a cucumber gin cocktail mm-hmm. the other night. I did. I, I tasted. You know, my dates. I was just drinking beer. Your but date? My, my girlfriend, Julia. I was going to say, you, you can mention it. We know it's Julia. It was a date. Unless you're telling us. It was us a date, okay? <laughs> you go to a bar in a neighborhood besides Dormont or Brookline, it counts as a date. Okay? Awesome. All right, folks. Thank you very much for listening to us. Uh, we'll be back next week with more hot takes and insight on all your sports needs. Yeah. Have a good week. Bye, y'all. Hey, Ians, thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend for the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Renault on Twitter, at MMTacy on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag Bold Sports. Bold Pittsburgh on the Facebook or boldpgh.com.